That's right. Okay. Well, let's 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 go to. Uh, I'm going to start here at uh, in the uh, in the book of uh, in the book of Ephesians, and we're going to look at righteousness here. We, you know, we hear we hear righteousness a lot, but let's just let the scriptures uh, uh, tell us um, tell us what this is here. Oh, let me close this down here. Okay, let's get down here to. Uh, all right. Go dizzy. Sometimes I have to blink your eyes when I do this. Okay. Oh, anyway, Ephesians chapter 6 here, starting at verse 10. Now, he's saying goodbye here. This is the sixth chapter. And this is written to everybody. You can, when you read the book of Ephesians, it's to the whole church. It's not just to these special people that pray or whatever. No, it's everybody. So we all qualify. Because we always talk ourselves out of the Lord's blessings, and you've got to stop doing that. <clears throat> okay. Finally, or in other words, farewell, everybody. Be strong in the Lord. So that means today, I can, I can be strong. I mean, even if you're faced with bees or whatever, or grades or something like that, or no telling what you're faced with. And he says, put on the whole armor, and that's interesting here, of God. And it, of course, it's armor here. I mean, it's not like, well, you just roll over and let things happen to you. No, we don't roll over and let the world beat us up. Uh-uh. Put on that armor of God. It says, so that you would be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. There really is a devil, okay? Just like there's angels. We know we've got problems out there. And he says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But let me skip down a little bit. And he's going to list this armor, and I want to look at one piece because uh, it's mentioned right at the start. And so he says, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of something we have no idea what is, righteousness. And it's the breastplate. So it's just like when we send our military, our soldiers to places, you know, remember some, sometimes it was in the news, they were saying, we don't have enough armor, we don't have enough, you know, uh, uh, you know, bulletproof vest for the military. That was in the news. Like, our military doesn't know what's going on. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Just keep it out of the hands of the media. But anyway, notice that's what he's talking about here. It's a breastplate. And it can't be a breastplate of something we don't know what is. We got to know what it is because he said, hey, go get it, by the way. And this will protect you against the enemy. Well, I will say this. In the book of Revelation, when he's describing the devil there, he calls him the accuser of the brethren. Now, God's not going to listen to him. Remember the story about Job? Oh, the devil was going back and forth, and finally he comes and sees God, whatever, and God says, what you been doing? Well, I've been going to and fro, whatever, back and forth on the earth. And, uh, and of course, he finds Job. He talks about Job. But anyway, the Bible refers to the devil as the accuser of the brethren. And if you will listen to him, God's not going to listen to him. you know. But if you will listen to him, he's going to, just like we just mentioned here, He's going to, it's, a, it's just a scheme. We'll be able to escape the wiles of the devil. Because if, if you, in time of prayer, you're in real trouble, and you go, you know, Lord, I need your help, but I, you know, I've not been the best Christian in the world, so I'll just handle this one. Oh, what a mistake. Don't do that. So he says, put on the breastplate of righteousness. Now let me jump ahead just a moment here, and let's look at, um, in action here, what uh, David did, <clears throat> and you can, these, these actually, these are not, the book of Psalms, you know, sometimes we think, oh, it's just music, I'm not into the music. These really, it should say prayers, because watch this, you'll see this here. Let's go to 143, and uh, <clears throat> uh, I'll leave this in the King James just a moment, but then I'm going to switch. Watch this, he says, hear my prayer, O Lord. Sometimes we hear my prayer, O Lord. He was a king, he is in hot water. He's just saying, hey, listen, listen. Listen, hear me, Lord. Give ear to my supplication. See, even that sounds 
a little bit too churchy. Give ear to my supplication. You know, like, that's going to really, I mean, when the bees are chasing you, you don't need to get like that. You need help, you know. You're going to help yourself and run to the cabinet and do something in those first few minutes. But the worst thing to do is to think that God's against you. That's the reason this breastplate of righteousness, what you're going to see this morning, I know you already know, but that is a gift. It's given to you. Your permission to come to Jesus is a gift at any point of trouble of your life. Now watch this. David's going to say, oh, by the way, I know I've not been perfect. But he goes right back to, shall we say, excuse me, Marner, about the bees, but I'm going to keep you. He goes right back to his trouble. I've not been the best person, but this stuff is stinging. It's hurting. I need help. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplication. In thy faithfulness, answer me. And in thy righteousness. And Lord says, and enter not into judgment with thy servant. For in thy sight shall no man living be justified. Now, do you see the word righteousness here? He says, in your righteousness. Well, so the truth is, is his righteousness, we just found out. Oh, he told me to put on the righteousness as a breastplate. It's something I'm supposed to put on. It's not something I do. And remember, because it's not something I do, because it's the armor of who? It's God's armor. So he gave me this. Now, let me switch this to the Living Bible. And you'll see it a little better here in just a moment. You can still see it here, but watch this closely. David's in hot water. Look what he says. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Answer my plea because you are faithful to your promises. Don't bring me to trial. <laughs> For as compared with you, no one's perfect. And he goes on, he says, My enemies chased me and caught me. They have knocked me to the ground. They forced me to live in darkness. Now, whoa, 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 time out a minute. Why does David still think he's going to get some help? Because notice he said, Lord, don't bring me to trial. Ain't nobody's perfect anyway. Nobody can stand. In other words, my only chance is because of you. Well, see, David here is putting on that breastplate of righteousness. So when he goes to prayer because he sees those armies fixing to destroy the entire you know, country of Israel, he's like, well, <clears throat> I'm going to pray. And we're going to get out of this mess. And David got out of that mess all the time. Read the 23rd Psalm. It's like, praise the Lord. He had a table prepared for him all the time. So look, he goes right to the problem. My enemies chased me. They caught me. They knocked me to the ground. They forced me to live in darkness like those in the grave. I'm losing all hope. I'm paralyzed with fear. I remember the glorious miracles you did oh, in days of long ago. I reach out for you. Well, don't reach out for somebody who's not the same as he was yesterday, today, and forever. But we do. You know, all the time when we read the Bible, you know, even when you're reading the book of Psalms, you keep hearing this, remember, remember, remember. Even the Lord had to do that with His disciples. They were in the boat one day. And He said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. You know, and they're trying to get across the water and they go, oh no. It's because we don't have enough bread. And Jesus tells them in Mark chapter 7, He says, I can't believe y'all think I'm worried about bread. Don't y'all remember when I fed the 5,000 how many baskets were left over? Twelve. And the 4,000? Yeah, seven. He says, I can't believe you think I'm worried about bread. So when Jesus told them to remember about the 5,000 and the 4,000, that should tell us never, ever, ever worry about food again. We just shouldn't. Just, I mean, it wasn't just a miracle to show that, oh, he's the Son of God. Praise the Lord. We have the Son of God with us all the time. And remember, this picture here is Revelation 3.20. That's written to Christians. How many times we have him outside the door? Forgot, Lord, excuse me. Bail me out, like David says here. He says, come quickly. Now, who am I to tell God to hurry up? That's what we need to do. That's the reason we're failing trying to tell our friends about Jesus. Because 
we don't ever think he'll help us. But thank God we know better. And we're doing a good job. We're saying, you know, praise the Lord. If I lose my wallet, I'm asking the Lord to help me. Instead of thinking, you know, well, I guess there must be some reason I don't have it. Well, well, the bank don't understand you have a reason for it. And Walmart doesn't understand. You can't get nothing without that money. You've got to have some help. So he says, I thirst for you as a parched land thirsts for rain. I mean, he, he wasn't saying, you know, oh, let's sing a song here. He's like, man, I am drying out. If you don't bail me out, I am in trouble. Lord, answer me, for my depression deepens. Don't turn away from me, or I shall die. Let me see your loving kindness to me. Look at the timing. In the morning. You should expect the Lord to help you. And He will. David said, but He said, for I'm trusting you. Show me where to walk, for my prayers are sincere. Save me from my enemies. You notice He didn't say, help me to be able to teach others. I mean, help me to be nicer to others. We already know that. We just got to get the problems off our life. Once you get the problems off your life, you're so filled full of joy. It's like, hey, if the Lord helped me, he'll help you. So he says, uh, then he goes on and says, oh, Lord, I run to you to hide me. Help me do your will for you're my God. Lead me in the good paths for your spirit is good. Lord, saving me. Now, this is, see, sometimes as Americans, we don't believe this because this doesn't fall hand in glove with Hallmark. You know, sometimes the Hallmark channel tries to teach us some things about Jesus and they mess up a little bit. A lot of times they do good, but if you're not doing Psalm 143, if you don't think Jesus is going to help you today, turn that particular thought off because He will help you. He says, Lord, saving me will bring glory to your name. In other words, and whatever's bugging you the most right now, if you just ask the Lord, you know, Lord, get this problem off me, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, you're hurting somewhere or maybe it's just, huh, you got troubles with people, troubles or whatever it is. Just, Jesus, you got to get this off me. You got to, I don't even know how to fix this, but you do. Fix it. You know. Because Lord, saving me will bring glory to your name. Bring me out of all this trouble because you are true to your promises. And because you are loving and kind to me, cut off all my, I'm sure it says enemies. Let's see. And destroy those who are trying to harm me for I am your servant. Okay, now let's go back this time switch here <clears throat> so put on the breastplate of righteousness and let's go over here to uh, where we get some great definitions of what in the world this is let's go to Romans 4 and uh, watch what he says here what shall we say that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh hath found so in other words Abraham found something what is it for if Abraham were justified by works now I remember at the church that uh, <clears throat> Myrna and I used to go to uh, years ago. Oh, I'll never forget it. But the word justified. I remember a Sunday school teacher telling me this. I don't remember who it was. you know. But I remember justified. A good definition is always stuck with me. Just as if I. In other words, just as if I never did it. That's what justified means. It didn't mean like, well, by golly, you're not guilty. You never did do a thing wrong. No, that's not what it means. Justified is just as if I never had committed a sin what happened there was somebody paid the price for me somebody was my ransom so let's see what happens here. for if abraham were justified by works in other words by what he did well he's got something to brag about or glory but not before god for what says the scriptures abraham believed god and it was counted to him for there's that word righteousness now what is counted to him for righteousness in other words we could say he was forgiven 
But it goes even deeper than that. He was just as if he never had done. Now watch this. Now to him that works not is the reward reckoned. In other words, the reward here is that righteousness. Oh, he says, uh, now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but debt. But to him that works not, but believes on him. Look at this. That justifies the ungodly. See, that's where we are. But that's what you want to see. He justifies the ungodly. Do you see now why he says take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, and then of course in that list is put on the breastplate of righteousness? We're totally defeated if we don't realize the blood of Jesus justifies you and I. You have permission to pray like David said. David said, hey, don't go to judgment with me now. I mean, <laughs> I'm toast anyway if, I, if we go there. And nobody can ever go there without your help. Your mercy is what helps me. Now, now that we got that settled, and I know you love me, get this army off me. They are, they are one day away from Jerusalem, and they're going to attack. And God did it. And sometimes David had trouble on the inside. People going, you know, I think we'd do better without King David. And they try to kill him. Hence, what happened? A hint here. One of his own sons, Absalom. Ugh. He wanted to kill David, his dad. I think we just need to knock off old dads, you know. But notice, didn't happen. David lived to be a very old person. Okay. But anyway, now to him that works is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of death. But to him that works not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Now let me switch this back over into some <clears throat> southern English for us here. Watch this. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What were his experiences concerning the question of being saved by faith? Was it because of his good deeds that God accepted him? See, that's in the Bible Belt where we are, you know, well, we don't smoke, we don't drink, we don't dance, all this list of things is really okay. That's not the issue. It's other areas is where we have difficulty, where we're blowing it. But watch this. If so, then he would have something to boast about. But from God's point of view, Abraham had no basis at all for pride. For the scriptures tell us that Abraham believed God, and that's why God canceled his sins and declared him not guilty. He didn't say, you know what, Abraham is just, he is just a pattern of the best Christian. No. Uh-uh. He wasn't a pattern of the best Christian. He was given that breastplate. What did God do? Canceled his sins and declared him not guilty. That's, that's what you want to go out with. That's your fancy clothes that you have on. <clears throat> but he didn't earn his right to heaven by all the good things he did. No, for being saved is a gift. If a person could earn it by being good, then it wouldn't be free. But it is. It's given to those who do not work for it. But for God declares sinners to be... <laughs> It's like, this can't be the Bible. Oh, yes, it is. That's the reason the gospel is good news. We can't save ourselves. Look at this. God declares sinners to be good in His sight if they have faith in Christ to save them from God's wrath. Wow. What, a, what, a, what an amazing thing. That's in Romans chapter 4. Let's go to Romans 5 just a moment. Right next door. Well, let's don't go that way. Let's go this way. Romans 5. Look over here. Go back to King James a second. All right, Romans 5. So being justified by faith, we've got peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is that breastplate put on the whole armor of God. See, we are defenseless against the enemy if we're going to battle and we're thinking, well, where's God when you need Him? 
Well, who do you think you are to go after Goliath? Let's just say Goliath was like the devil. You got a problem in your life, and the devil's like, yeah, <laughs> you're not getting out of this one. And you start thinking, who am I? You got to think, wait a minute. Ephesians 6 says, put on the breastplate of righteousness. That righteousness is a gift. I'm justified by faith. I have peace with God through the Lord Jesus, not Lord Jesus Christ, not through me. He says, by whom we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the glory of God. Let me skip ahead just a moment. Watch this. He comes down here and he says, uh, look at this. Wherefore, by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. So death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. In other words, he's talking about Adam here. Adam and Eve were put in the garden. Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But they did. By one man's offense, uh, excuse me, by one man's sin entered into the world. Now, uh, let, let me skip down to verse 14 here. Nevertheless, he says, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the, in other words, the same way Adam did. Who is the figure of him that was to come? Now, the figure of him that was to come is talking about Jesus. But not as the offense, or you could say the sin. So also is the, that's that breastplate. And that's why God says every morning, make sure you put that on. Don't be thinking, I don't have you forgiven. Don't be thinking you don't have a right standing with him. That, remember, David was saying, hear me, Lord. He wasn't like going, I don't know if I'm getting it. No, he knew God was hearing him. What he was experiencing was, the enemy's about 45 minutes away. I need help. In other words, I need help now. The bees are on me. Or as other testimonies we've had, you know, your car is spinning out of control. You can't sit there while your car is spinning and fixing to fly off into the Tennessee River and start going, well, I wonder if the Lord will help me. And I wonder if he'll even consider listening. To Put on the breastplate of the righteousness of God. It's given to you. You have his ear and he will help you. Oh, so he says, for through the offense one, one of one, many be dead. Much more the grace of God and the gift of grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, has abounded to many. That means it reaches to you and I. And uh, <clears throat> not as it was by the one that sinned, so is the gift. For judgment was by one to condemnation. But what about us? This free gift of many offenses unto justification. It doesn't matter how dark your sins ever were. They're covered because of Jesus. Now let me switch this to the King James. I mean, the Living Bible. We'll just have to close here. It's just so fantastic to see this uh, in our own language here. Let's start here. Uh, oh, look at this. We'll just start with 11. Now we rejoice in a wonderful new relationship with God. All because of what Jesus Christ has done, dying for our sins, making us friends with God. See, when you think about putting on that breastplate of righteousness, because... You got the enemy coming out there. Well, I'm going to go get my weapons. And you put on that thing. Thank God I'm, I'm a friend of God. And you need to remember, he's your friend too. And he wants you out of trouble. You need to practice with the book of Psalms because if you don't practice reading the book of Psalms, you'll get to scratching your head thinking, I don't know if God wants to get me out of this trouble. Oh, you need to act like David. He does want you out. If the only thing you remember is the 23rd Psalm, that's out of every problem. I mean... Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow death, I'm not going to fear an evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And then every day of your life, he says, surely goodness and mercy will follow you. 
Well, you're fixing it. We're all going out these doors in a few moments here, but it's still one of those days. And you have goodness and you have mercy to follow you today, all the way till dark and all the way through night, too. Anyway, when Adam sinned, uh, when Adam sinned, sin entered the world, into the human race. His death spread throughout all the world. We know that. I mean, they got kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Things went south. It was horrible. Their first two kids killed each other. You know, Cain and Abel. Well, Cain killed Abel. It was bad news. Wow. And then by the sixth chapter, you got Noah in the flood. I mean, it's just, oh, where'd all the wonderful stuff go? Well, there wasn't any wonderful stuff. We know that it was Adam's sin that caused this. This is so critical to understand the gift of righteousness because this stops all that in your life. So Adam's sin caused all this because although, of course, people were sinning from the time of Adam to Moses, God did not in those days, look what it says. Well, I scrolled out of that, didn't I? Hang on. Oh. Yeah, God did not in those days judge them guilty of death for breaking His laws because He had not given His laws to them nor to them told them what He wanted them to do. So when their bodies died, it wasn't because of their own sins since they themselves had never disobeyed God's special law eating the forbidden fruit of Adam that Adam did. In other words, He's just telling you that that one trouble that Adam did created this mess. Now watch this. What a contrast between Adam and Christ. Now remember, Adam blew it. And it messed us all up. Now, we made our own mistakes too, okay? But he's just showing you the strength of what Adam did. It blew it for us. Now, we'd have blown it too, and then it would have been you. But the case you got to, to grasp hold of that righteousness being given to you is if you'll just realize Adam passed something to you, now Jesus is going to pass something to you, and it's mm, fantastic. What a contrast. Oh, and Christ who was yet to come. What a difference between man's sin and God's, they call it forgiveness, but it's really righteousness. For this one man, Adam, brought death to many through his sin. But this one man, Jesus Christ, brought forgiveness to many through God's mercy. Adam's one sin brought the penalty of death to many. Well, watch what happens here. While Christ freely takes away many sins, and gives glorious life instead. That's the reason all these blessings are happening. That's the reason Psalm 143, David knew, God, you're going to get me out of this trouble. The sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to, look at this, be king over all. But all who will take God's gift, the King James says righteousness, and acquittal, look at this, are kings of life. That's the reason we have all these great stories we keep hearing about. It's like, I don't understand it. All these good things are happening to you and I. Yes, because that righteousness, He's given it to you. Because of this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's sin brought punishment off. But Christ, here it is, righteousness makes men right with God so that they can, woo, we can live. We're almost done with it. Watch this. Adam calls many to be sinners because he disobeyed God. Christ calls many to be, look at this, acceptable to God because He obeyed. The Ten Commandments were given so that all could see the extent of their failure to, to obey God's laws. But the more we see our sinfulness, the more we see God's abounding grace forgiving us. Before, sin ruled over all men and brought them to death. But now God's kindness rules... Let me scroll up a little bit. He rules instead of giving us, look, giving us, look at this, right standing with God resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the reason all these blessings are flying out, are coming all over the place. The disciples got in trouble with Jesus one time because people were bringing their kids 
to Jesus to bless them. Well, that almost sounded right. I mean, I've worked with people, you know, sometimes, you know, Marty, you remember some of these colonels, you know, you don't, you don't go in there. And then when I get to work with some generals before, you don't even go in there. You can't go in there. So it sounded right. We got Jesus, you know. But Jesus would take a little child and he'd say, guys, let me tell you something. The Son of Man, he said, I didn't even come to be served, but to serve. And right after he said that, he healed blind Bartimaeus, you know. And prior to that is when all those kids were coming and Jesus was much displeased when he found out, whoa, 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 you stopping these, you bring these kids in here for such is the kingdom of God. And if you don't receive the kingdom of God like a little child, you can forget getting in. I mean, all this stuff is a gift to all of us. Praise the Lord. Well, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you that you keep us well. We just appreciate that. If we're not feeling good, you'll fix us there. We just thank you for that, Lord. Lord, same thing's true financially. If we're having trouble financially, you'll bail us out. We just give you praise for it. You said that you, know, you supply every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, if there's anything else that we're faced with that's troubling us or whatever, you'll just get us out. And you told us that uh, we're going to praise the Lord. Because you'll set us free from all our enemies. And we just thank you for that. Well, Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to go tell others about Jesus and tell them what you've done for us. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, okay.